The Unsigned Podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to the Unsigned Podcast. I am joined by Aisha. Hello. How you doing, alright? <laughs> I didn't expect that to be that loud. Yeah, but... sorry, it's quite loud, yeah. Talking yeah. about your eating habits. No, I don't have weird eating habits. I just like to watch um cooking programs while I'm eating so I don't get hungry. Is it because you're worried if you watch them after you've eaten you want to eat again? Yeah. Okay. And so also, you only watch like Bake Off at dinner time. Yeah. And then I don't crave food because then I'm like, oh, I'm eating, so I'm fine. Right. And then I get hungry if I'm not eating and I'm watching like them make delicious food. I'm like, oh, I'm not that. Yeah, no, I get a bit like, I mean? Yeah, I get a bit <laughs> like that. If we've watched, I don't know, like we don't watch that many sort of cooking programs, but like when we have done, yeah. Yeah, you do get, I do get a bit like, well, I just get greedy to be honest. Because <laughs> we have dinner quite early because obviously we've got like the two little ones in there. Yeah. So we end up having dinner at like half five. So by like eight, nine o'clock, once they're in bed, I'm sort of, yeah, like grey. I had like... Grey's like a gazelle, as they well, say. Well, I am not. I don't feel like a gazelle at the moment. <laughs> Warthog. But I had like ha- nearly half a pack of custard creams yesterday. Oh, what? <laughs> See, right. Okay, let's just settle this debate because I think, and this is a controversial opinion now. Go on. I think custard creams are overrated. Don't at me. Don't at me. I prefer a bourbon. I prefer oh, a, bo- right. a bourbon or a nice because it's coconutty. I feel like custard creams. It's Don't cardboardy. Like it's just empty sugar. It depends where you're getting them from. If they're like proper, yeah, custard proper creams, custard then creams, then fine. But no. if they're like tesco own or aldi own or oh, no, whatever. They, they're even worse but yeah actual custard creams no i don't rate them i just think they taste like cardboard with loads of sugar in it's just no flavor like bourbon's got like a rich chocolatey flavor and then you've got nice biscuits which is coconutty but custard creams i'm sorry i'm probably the only one on this planet who doesn't really yeah no custard them. creams are banging no. you're wrong no. Charlotte, Charlotte had bourbons and I had custard creams, but whatever. This is quality podcasting. <laughs> this is nothing to do with music, so we're going to move on. Um, yeah, how's your week been? Yeah, well, we, a couple of weeks since we've seen each other. Yeah. We had a great Lizzie, didn't we? Two weeks yes, ago. we did. Yeah, it's been it's been good. Been keeping busy. Yeah. I went to um, an event yesterday. And I'm allowed to, I'm allowed you to can discuss it. whatever you want. You know where this goes. Yeah, so I went to an event yesterday in Mayfair and I saw... Michael Jackson's nephew. So he it was an event, uh, an evening with TJ Jackson from 3T, um, the boy band. So he was there doing like meets and greets and stuff. And yeah, that's where I was last night. And it was a nice uh, evening. I had an early night and watched Love Island. So <laughs> that was my evening. <laughs> no, it was good though, right? Yeah, no, it was it was good. Yeah, there was one. <laughs> I'm going to mention the story because it's quite <laughs> you, funny. You <laughs> so... Obviously, loads of people were getting pictures with him and I was, you know, waiting to get pictures. There's a lot of press around him, a lot of photographers. I was being very courteous and, you know, I'd wait, do let people do their thing. And this girl behind me acknowledged I was in front of her and she even tapped me behind. She was quite a short girl and she goes, oh, you're in front of me. I said, yeah, yeah, I'm just waiting for them to be done. Like, I'm just going to take a quick picture. I won't be long. She suddenly... She was a small girl, but my God, she was mighty. She elbowed me out the way. She literally like knocked me down. I was wearing a spaghetti strap dress, no bra, and my boob nearly flopped out in front of Michael Jackson's nephew. Luckily, all, it didn't. We've all been there. <laughs> Luckily, it didn't. And like there, there was a guy who I made friends with. He was part of the press, and he looked at me and he gave me this look like, "Are you okay?" And, and he like, he even got scared of her. Like, oh my God! But yeah. That happened. Oh, mate. And I survived. <laughs> that is terrible. That is terrible. That's like, that's not the only equivalent story. I've never had a, I've never fallen over and something fall out of, of me. I'd, well, nothing fell out. It almost it did. It almost fell out. But could you imagine? 
that would as much as that guy because you said he was a photographer right yeah. as much as he he was your friend on that night i imagine that if that happened there would be photos that would have been gold <laughs> i know it would it would have been gold but i kind of like balanced myself up but i was like bloody hell yeah, this no, girl no... just rushed past me even though i was in front of her and she acknowledged me but yeah some, some people. people are just weird mate like i think when it comes down to it it doesn't take anything to be polite does it and no. wait your turn and i think as a as a brit i think we're quite good at queuing so you'd think that there'd be better people would be better oh at we that. are so passive when it comes to queuing oh like sorry oh sorry yeah exactly well she wasn't was she she had her elbows out <laughs> knocking you over yeah it was just yeah it's carnage carnage <laughs> well, it sounds like you had a nice evening anyway yeah it was lovely yeah yeah, good. Uh, what else have you been up to? Because we've um, you've got a new show coming up, haven't you, on a on a certain yes. station? So how's how's prep going for that? Prep is going really well. Yeah. Um, they're going to be live on the thirtieth of July. Right. <laughs> Am I allowed to mention it? Or? Maybe not the station. Okay, well, I won't mention the station. But if you follow me, then you'll know the news yeah. in like a few weeks' time. But I also did a podcast recording last Sunday. Mm. Um, with a model who has trichotillomania, which is a condition where you pull your hair out and it's like alopecia, but mm. like it's a, um, a repetitive disorder where you pull your hair out from right. stress. So she hasn't got any eyebrows or any hair. And we we're talking about advocating for mental health and her modeling experience. And that was recorded last week. So that should be out soon. But that was a oh, really cool. great chat. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to do stuff like that. I think with the, uh, you know, spreading awareness for mental health is massive yeah. for us. Obviously, as people know, we're sponsored by Mates, um, which is Mental Health Awareness for Educational Speaking. I've been an ambassador for them for a couple of years now. And uh, it's very something that's very close to my heart. You can go and check them out at weareyourmates.com. So it's um, it's all good, like trying to spread the awareness for mental health because yeah. there's so many different aspects to it. Do you know what I mean? Like, and there's so many people out there that probably, that lady you spoke to, mm-hmm. um, it's probably going to help a lot of people because there's probably not that much awareness around that, right? Yeah, exactly. So she advocates a lot of it and it comes down to anxiety and stress, which people obviously have, who don't know about trichotillomania because it isn't a disorder that's widely spoken about. People mm. just assume it's alopecia. She tells me stories where people assume that she's got cancer and they're, oh, like, they're wow. like saying, I'll pray for you and stuff. And she started at a really young age. And obviously when you're young and you're going through that, it's very daunting when mm. your hormones are all over the place anyway. But it all comes down to like mental health related stuff and just yeah. like advocating that, make, creating an awareness and making other people know like actually what I learned from that is BFRB, which is the condition, like like body repetitive behaviors, it's actually so common. Like when you're stressed, do mm. you do things that you don't realize? Like, do you tap? Do I'm you knee yeah, jerk? Knee jerk usually. Yeah. So I, when I'm stressed, I pick my lip. Like I bite my lip mm. when I'm stressed, or if I'm like concentrating. That's on the spectrum of it. It's right. like with all mental health illnesses, they're all on a spectrum. It depends how severe it is. So mine yeah. probably isn't as severe as pulling my hair out, but when I do get stressed, I do bite mm. and pick my lip right but when it's really bad it probably does bleed but i don't like pull my hair out but some people do like my mom sometimes she twiddles her hair a lot like that is the same condition but yeah, obviously yeah. not on that spectrum and it's the same with anxiety and depression like it all kind of goes down on the spectrum yeah as well. yeah i think I've, I've got experience with anxiety and depression and it's um personally and it's and obviously yeah i've discussed it before on the podcast um that yeah it's a big part of my life and my family's life and i think it's one of those things that you know obviously you know we're a music podcast essentially but we want to spread awareness for Mm. all good causes and you know there's going to be plenty of people that come on this uh podcast or watch it and who are all going through their own issues and guess what even the people that are hosting it 
go through their own yeah. issues. So uh, yeah, we're all all in it together, really. But like I say, there's plenty of great groups out there, like yeah. Andy's Man Club, uh, mates as I've discussed. Like there's loads of there's Rum Free in South End where you're from. Um, as well so there's loads of great places and loads of great groups so there's definitely help out there um right so kind of leads us to the next thing doesn't it well it does yeah so we've got so being a part of mates um i'm really looking forward to getting our guest in today it's paul jones i actually met him via mates um, and we've done snowden together and stuff like that so he's an art his artist name is pieces and uh, he's coming on to discuss his journey and uh yeah obviously we'll go through all that sort of usual stuff in the beginning introducing him to you guys uh, and also we'll do his dream gig in section three as well so really looking forward to that um but yeah like i said a couple of weeks ago we had the great leslie and how did you find that it was your first time on the podcast yeah, it, was wasn't my, it? It, was, it was my first time co-hosting yeah um it was really fun really really enjoyed it and i was very flattered that i was asked to co-host but yeah that was a I think it felt so natural and authentic. It didn't feel like a podcast. It was like a normal chat, you know, yeah. and it was it was very funny. So if you have watched it back, make sure you do get on Patreon and yeah, subscribe. You know, subscribe. subscribe. Um, it is a good episode. But yeah, we kind of like delved into like what they were like. It was just funny, <laughs> wasn't it? I mean, yeah. it was probably the most I've laughed on an episode because yeah. it was just like... They were just naughty, weren't they? Yeah. And it was um, it was nice to get them in because, like I said, we spoke to them quite a lot over like via Instagram and all that. Everything these days is done via Instagram, isn't it? Everything Instagram brings people together. I it tell does, you. doesn't it? it, really it does. More so, more so than the other platforms. I find I don't like with posting stuff for like unsigned or myself or future hits or whatever. I always find that like there's more engagement on Instagram yeah. than anywhere else. Like, I totally agree. We've started posting like some TikTok videos and that of like previews of uh, oh shout out joel by the way our new editor shout out joel um we uh yeah basically like he edits some tiktok videos for us that we put online mm. and i do them quite sporadically sort because of, we've got quite a few obviously we've got them from every episode we've pretty much done but we just want to release them as and when generate a bit of interest here and there i'm not doing it like every day because i don't want to bombard people too yeah. much but he's uh yeah he's edited those for us but they seem to get on um on TikTok, they sort of the first video I put up got like quite a lot of views, mm. and then I think a day or two later, I posted a reasonably similar video. Yeah, it was of the same. It was of the same in, uh, same podcast, but it was a different subject within that, and it didn't get it hardly touched the sites. The algorithm works in mysterious ways. Yeah, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I always find that Instagram just seems to do better. But sometimes, even with Instagram, the algorithm is completely out of whack as well. Sometimes but I, don't, I don't understand what would make it what would make it go like go bigger do you know mm. what i mean like it's not the thing is for me the the main thing for obviously the podcast is trying to promote emerging artists yeah. trying to promote the podcast and hopefully so we can do our own events and all that sort of stuff so it's all a platform for these people to come on and tell us a bit about themselves and stuff like that right but you know we want to generate m more people to watch be a part mm. of it um you know people to go on the patreon see all the exclusive stuff whatever and then, yeah, when the radio is there and then people can get involved with that as well. And it's like, you know, you want to build this community, but it's very, and obviously I know things take time, but it's funny sometimes how like one, like what I was saying about the Great Leslie episode, like mm. I thought like that was hilarious for us. Yeah. And I thought it was really good. Yeah. And it's sort of funny when I look back at um, the episode so far and you look, or even Instagram posts, you look at it and go, oh, I thought that one would do quite well. And it's not, and it's been yeah. a bit slower than something else. I just be, don't quite yeah, understand. Yeah, it could be a slow burner. Yeah. Just wait and see. No, I know. I'm not putting pressure yeah. on it, but I think there are times where you sort of think like, oh, that's quite good uh, or it doesn't or there's something. But that's, enough, the, that's or, the most you know. important thing if you're enjoying it in the moment because then yeah. it's more worthwhile. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Well, I think that's the whole point of it, isn't it? I mean, we're enjoying doing this. Everyone yeah. I've had on co-hosting or guests has enjoyed being a part of it. People are watching, so thank you very much for watching. Make sure you like and subscribe. Subscribe is the main thing. It's Make sure you subscribe. And the blow bit, do I do the pointy bit? Yeah, I can't remember where it is. It's <laughs> over there somewhere. But subscribe because it obviously does help. And uh, and obviously, if you want to go and look, so all of our videos now from the events that we've done at Chelmsford and Southend are now online. They're all on Patreon. Uh, they probably will go on YouTube at some point, but probably not for a few weeks because we want to give our patrons you know the exclusive content first right yeah so they're going to go up soon Percy Productions filmed and edited it all so thank you very much to Jake for that and uh, yeah it was great sort of watching them all back and now we've also got all of the sets from the artists all up there as well now I think there's a couple more to go up but by the time this goes out everything should be up there by now um so it's great to go back and listen to that yeah because it was not just like the evening itself, it was the bits in between and the video from the behind the scenes stuff's great. So we've got some more ideas about what we want to do on the next event. And I would like to do more because I sort of think that like showcasing, you know, the people that have been involved with the podcast and people that have been involved with the radio show and the station and stuff. I think it's like the natural, like not natural progression, but the next thing for, to get more events running yeah. and become a regular thing. It brings people together as well, which is almost important as well like oh, the yeah, whole definitely. thing like you know you're kind of playing them their music giving them a platform but it brings everyone together and yeah I definitely think that's gets it worthwhile it is because it's nice yeah. meeting them all do you yeah. know what i mean like we found like just doing this like well, all right we're on the 10th episode that's a milestone isn't it 10 episodes at a milestone we'll yeah take, that is we'll take it it's a big well. number double digits double now. digits so we'll take that uh, 11 including the preview but we won't we won't go into that so 10 episodes is pretty good and we it's nice to meet all of the people that we've had on so far and I'm looking forward to, we've got loads of guests lined up from now until September time, basically. So we've got, you know, demand for people to come on, which is fantastic. Stacked, yeah. yeah, but it's really nice to be able to do the events as well. We've only done a couple, but getting to meet the artists and their families and the friends and you know I mean, seeing them perform live as well. Is, it kind is of puts a name to, the, name to the voice and yeah. it makes them more human and like relatable because then you get to know them as a person. It's more like, you know, personable. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's always so important. It, it, it's brilliant. I mean, like, for example, like the guys from the Lucettes, like I've been speaking to them since I met them at the gig that they've done for us in Chelmsford. Yeah. I've spoken to them so much and they've been so helpful with other things. And it's nice just to, yeah, you just like start sort of generating friendships with these people. Mm. And it is really cool because like I've said a few times on this, we're all in this together. We're trying yeah. to build this and ourselves and the platform and all that. And they're trying to build themselves up with, as artists. So, you know, it's all about helping each other. And if you, and I think when it's what I've learned, in doing this for all right we've only been doing i've been doing my radio show as unsigned for where are we now like seven and a half months nearly eight months and i've found that i'm doing the podcast as it has sort of um underlined this for me that it's all it is all about helping each other and there are certain there are certain people that i find like a lot of people that have been involved with the show mm -hmm. and the podcast are all on that vibe yeah everyone wants to help each other everyone's trying that's to what makes it more worthwhile because it makes it easy it doesn't feel like work then when you get along with other people and you're enjoying what you do yeah and that's what's important you don't want to do a job where you you feel alienated in any way or you feel like you're not enjoying it it doesn't mm. feel like work this doesn't feel like work because it's fun yeah. it's, everyone's passionate everyone's you know stuck in hands-on wants to help out and i think that's really important yeah definitely I think so. I think with the, I think when you find, we've talked, we've talked about it with some of the uh, the artists who have been on, and mm -hmm. they've said you know who are in it for themselves, like yeah. just and that's it, and they'll step on other people's toes. And if if people are like that, that's totally up to them. Like you know, you've got to 
but I don't think I think the dog eat dog thing don't really work. I think that there's a I think it's a small bearing in mind I'm not really I'm very a very very small fish in this pond, and you can already tell that the people that are doing well mm-hmm. are the people that want to help and, yeah. and bring people up with them. It isn't a case of well I've done that mm. fuck you. No, it's the whole point of this journey, whatever you do, whatever like road you take, whether it be media or anything, you know, Mm. any sort of role is to bring people up with you. Mm -hmm. It's that's how you succeed. When you succeed as a person, you succeed if you help the other people around you. Yeah, that's how. I think so. I see it. No, I agree. <laughs> I completely agree. I can't remember who quoted it. I'm trying to figure out the quote as well. <laughs> Which one? About on the lines of what I've just said. There's a quote for it, but uh, no, I'm, I'm trying not... to dig deep in my brain. <laughs> it's something along the lines of, I, tra- no, it, I don't think it's the same thing, but it was basically, the, there was a quote from, I want to say Matthew McConaughey or someone, I can't remember. I don't think it is. It might be someone like that. But it was basically a case of, I speak to the CEO of the firm exactly the same way as I speak to the person making the Yeah. Team. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, like I've, I've that's that's exactly it. Like my dad's brought me up like that as well. Yeah. Like you would never talk down to someone just because they because they they are an integral part of the whole thing as well. Like yeah. treat everyone on a same level playing field. Yeah, definitely. and then that way you succeed. They're going to be people that step on others mm. to try and get themselves up that ladder even quicker. It has never been what I've been wanted to do or anything yeah. like that. I've, I'd be horrified if anyone ever thought that of me. And I think that when we come to obviously what we're doing in the background with like future hits and with the podcast and unsigned and all that, it's about all being a part of it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that's the whole thing. Like I want, like we've got our group chat with doing stuff for the radio and I love it when people bring in other ideas because there's, uh, because I've been doing unsigned on my own for Mm. eight months and seven, eight months. So all of the ideas are on, on unsigned have been my ideas. Mm. So when I have conversations with you or Lizzie or, you know, or Abby or whatever, or Rob um, or Grace or Freddie, <laughs> uh, then it's, do you know what I mean, it's nice to have that extra input yeah. because it isn't a case of, hmm, right, well, you know, this, this is my but like thing. like multiple nice. minds are better than one because then you get someone else's perspective on things and other people's ideas. Yeah. And then you just, you know, bring it all together, mix it all up in a big soup idea soup <laughs> soup yeah like bring all the idea ideas soup. together yeah like an idea soup yeah no well it's, i think it's good I, I like having different it's nice to have so basically if you don't know we've got our own sort of station coming which is going to be online and on alexa and stuff which is future hits where we're playing all of the stuff we've ever had on unsigned we're playing that 24 7 we've got a few shows that are going on there as well including aisha and a few of the other co-hosts that we've had on as well and am i allowed uh, to say my show name or is yeah of course you can yeah it's frequencies with aisha it is which is going to be like officially announced on friday on instagram so was it friday or it might be saturday actually when's your sunday oh sunday yeah <laughs> at least you know he's um, eager <laughs> i am eager but yeah so that'll be that'll be good i'm looking forward to all of that stuff because it's the next step on the unsigned ladder yeah um but yeah it's literally just playing i mean so far like i had a little look earlier and we've had since the start of unsigned we've had about 320 tracks submitted. Wow. Now, on most stations, I think the uh, I think the average rotation is about 300, 350. Mm. So we're right in the ballpark of like a standard That's great. station. Do you know what I mean? So it That's is brilliant. It is good. So yeah, if people want to be involved with that, you can email us at hello at unsignedmusic.uk or hello at futurehits.co.uk. You yeah. know, we're, we're around. We're here. We're all on the socials and that as well. So hit us up. 
um, hit us up. Yeah, why not? Right. So um, as I mentioned, we have got loads of stuff on Patreon. If you want to go and look at the videos from the events we've done, listen to the audio. It's all available now. One pound a month currently. Go and grab those while you can. Um, obviously, you know, we're doing the podcast, doing the show, doing the station, doing the events. It all costs something. And we want to try and put back into the unsigned brand. Um, so, yeah, if you want to be a part of that, join up on there. That would be great. And uh, new the new episodes for this are now going out publicly on Mondays. Uh, we were doing it on Saturdays, but it was just too much within trying to edit everything and getting it up and all that. So we're putting them out on Patreon on Fridays publicly on Mondays. So they're available for you to watch on YouTube, as you know, and on all audio streaming platforms mm. as well. So it's available everywhere. So get involved with it, but also just subscribe for us because it really does sort of help us out. We're trying to build up our community and we'd love you to be a part of it. Yeah. Anything to add to that? <laughs> well, I think that was very self-explanatory. Self-explanatory. Yeah. Well, we try I'm trying. Hit the nail there with that. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly trying my best. So yeah, go and subscribe to that. It'd be great to, great to get that involved. We've also got, um, just ki kicking back to future hits slightly, we've got Artist of the Week that's out at the moment, which by the time this goes out might not be quite relevant because it will go out on the Monday. But last week, or if you're a patron, you'll know, uh, the Jungle Cats with Creatures is our artist of the week, which is really good. A-list tracks are available every Monday, so you can see if you've got yourself on the A-list. And what else can we discuss via that medium? New show's coming soon. Rob and Ollie have got a show. They're going yeah. starting on Monday. Loads of exciting things happening. And yeah. if you don't know, subscribe, follow, and check it out. Check it out. Also, <laughs> hopefully an event coming soon as well. But Yeah. That's under wraps that until we... Yeah, until we know exactly yeah. when we're doing it. <laughs> Can't decide on a day. Right. We're going to have a break and we're going to go get a drink and then we are going to get Paul into the studio, also known as Pieces, and we will see you in section two. Hi guys, welcome to the Unsigned Podcast. One of our partners is Mates, which is mental health awareness through educational speaking. I'm lucky enough to be an ambassador for Mates. Um, if you want to go to their website, if you want any support or any information about what they do, it's weareyourmates.com. They're a peer-to-peer -peer support group and uh, they're based in Chelmsford in Essex they do walks and talks but they've got a Facebook group as well so that is a shout out for mates we are your mates.com for more information the unsigned podcast hi everyone welcome back to section two we are joined by Paul Jones also known as pieces hello Thanks hello welcome welcome how you doing yeah I'm good yeah I'm good it's hot though isn't it? it is it's warm. fucking hot it's it is like... hot in here and all yeah. Like we can't exactly open the door because there's other suites around as well, so you can hear everything. Especially with all the lights as well. Although, when we popped out to go and get coffee, it started raining. Yeah, but it's still got that humid, yeah, like humidity horrible. in the air. So it's like, it's going to get hotter this weekend, so brace yourselves, everyone. I literally sat in the car before you got to me and I had the air conditioning on full blast for like 20 <laughs> minutes because you were late. Um, full blast, Traffic trying to cool reasons. it down. Traffic trying to cool reasons. it down. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah, thank you very much for coming in. It's uh, lovely to have you. We are sort of discussed in the first uh, section that we, we've known each other for a couple of years and that yeah, yeah. Um, via Mates, um, which is the mental health group we're both a part of. But um, it's not. We wanted to get you in because you have also uploaded music to my unsigned show yeah. um, as pieces. So I wanted to get a bit of an introduction to that because it's a quite a new project, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, where do I start? I mean, I've always been a sort of musician. Yeah. Um, like self-taught guitarist from like the age of 13, 14. Mm. But I played in I played in a few bands and stuff when I was a kid, but I never really took it that seriously. And mm -hmm. I suppose other stuff just gets in the way, like, yeah. you, you know, like a career or whatever. And I suppose 
when like when COVID hit first time round, mm. so March twenty twenty, it was one of those things that I'd always I'd always said to myself like, I've got to give it a go. Mm-hmm. I really want to just try and do it properly, and because it's one of those things that on your deathbed, it's like you that's the one regret. thing I would regret. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I think I was. I think I could have been good enough. Do you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I suppose I've been. I've been through a lot over the past, you know, six or seven years. Yeah. And I feel like I'm in a place now where maybe I'm finally adulting enough. Right. I've got my shit together, and yeah. I feel like the stuff I've experienced over the past seven years gave me enough to talk about, and I felt like I had some, like the songs just came naturally. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I was just writing at home just because. I just enjoy sitting and playing my guitar and I just thought, fuck it, I'm going to put this shit out. Yeah. Well, definitely. I I think the thing, does it, being the fact that you're seven years into it, do you think that now you're in a place where it becomes quite a therapeutic process for you to sort of go through what has happened over the past seven years to then put that on and it gives you a bit of that, that that therapy almost. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is. It's therapy. Do you know what I mean? I mean, in a fucked up way, it's like we, we know how important it is to talk about mental health problems yeah. and to talk to your friends about what's going on in your life and not just skip over stuff and like, oh, how are you? Oh, yeah, I'm good, mate. Yeah, you know, you? Oh, I'm fucking dying inside, but I just say, oh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. um, but all of that stuff, you know, to be able to put it into song form. It's more cathartic, and, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. you can convey more feelings and emotions, which you normally otherwise wouldn't with your friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's more raw, would you say, when yeah, you abso- write your songs? Absolutely. I think... Um, I think some uh, it's weird as well because the songs I wrote, like the songs I enjoyed playing when I was like a kid, mm. was all sort of like indie rock. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. and actually quite a lot of really mellow acoustic stuff. But what I've written, yeah, yeah, like it's turned into like it's punk, not <clears throat> electronic. Like I, I don't know what the genre is, but mm. it's fucking heavy. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? mm. it's bastard heavy. Bastard <laughs> heavy. <laughs> not heard that. So but, it's, it's, but it's all rooted in rock so i would still call it rock music oh i definitely like, would put it as that it's as all genre, rooted yeah. in like bastard heavy rock riffs but it's just got a bit more about it i think yeah no definitely i'm really happy you've uploaded the two tracks soul and rp and likes isn't it that, yeah, yeah. that you uploaded to us what um what inspired the name pieces yeah well just for pieces my mate mick actually chose the name and i oh, think okay. what one of the things about like putting your music out there is quite a terrifying thing. Like you're yeah, putting your soul on the line. Like the line. yeah, like and you know it's weird. Like the music industry in general is full of all these like insecure people that are writing these songs that are literally from their heart and soul, and they fucking put them out to be criticised by the world, <laughs> and they're probably not geared up to cope with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but oh fuck, I've forgotten what was the original question. Inspired for pieces. Inspired yeah. So what was it? Yeah. So the name pieces. I think I. I mean, obviously, I've made a decision that I wanted to put some shit out because mm. I was proud of it. Yeah, yeah. But I procrastinated over a band artist name for ages and ages. Yeah. And in the end, my mate just said pieces, and I thought, you know what? Fuck it. I've just spent too long. Like that was almost holding me back a bit. Yeah. yeah. Um. And pieces to me, I think it's a reflection of you know, where I've come from. Like, it works on so many levels. Like, you know, yeah. I've been picking up the pieces of my life. It's almost metaphorical as yeah, well. 100%, yeah. The music's a piece of me, do you yeah. know what I mean? And we're talking about the pieces of your mind that you're trying to come to come to terms with or to understand to start yeah. trying you know, get control of your life. So, yeah, that's where pieces comes from. I think it's very, I always, yeah, when I was um, preparing for the interview, I sort of thought that it was a very good, yeah, like metaphor, like yeah. you said, to 
piecing yourself back together because I know it's like, ambiguous it can mean anything it can mean anything it's yeah like, lots of different meanings yeah a lot of ambiguous meaning behind it yeah very symbolic and your friend what was your friend's name Mick Mick yeah. shout yeah. out Mick yeah, yeah. Shout <laughs> big up Mick what other ones were you procrastinating over then was there other options are you allowed to say that are you you say the other names yeah, do you know what I can't really remember no. off the top of my head it's funny how sort of band names come about or, or artist names because we were t- we had um, a girl a girl in we had Anna in last week fur right and she was saying that she just liked the name and that's why she done it and some yeah. people have got really sort of uh, a lot of meaning behind their names and people just pick them out of a hat like some of the bands we've had they're like quite liked it that's what we chose that's what we went with yeah, it's yeah. like but yeah your one definitely seems to have a lot of meaning behind it as well yeah yeah and I think I can't remember any other examples but like I, I just basically took a bunch of words that I liked or mm. thought was cool and then I put two together and then you find something you like and yeah. then you sort of like go on Spotify and you're like oh shit there's always a band <laughs> called that in fact there's always three bands called that yeah so like and even pieces there's still artists out but it's actually pieces. good it works with a name because it's like Paul from pieces it's like alliteration well yeah I didn't like PP yeah I think that was more luck than judgment wasn't it yeah. <laughs> I've had that where people I've actually tagged uh, not with you um, but I've actually when I've done like posts for Unsigned um, where there's some band names are quite similar I have tagged the wrong one in before oh no and I've had a band say to me that's not us that's not us you need to like (laughs) that's why now on our jot form that we have um, it actually has like put your Instagram link in so I can't fuck it up basically yeah basically I don't want to tag the wrong people in there well it happened to me as well like the first well me was it couple of no the first couple of songs (laughs) On other platform, other streaming platforms, yeah, would just link to another random artist called Pieces. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I you think they go through all this rigmarole of like trying to get it affiliated with your profile. It's just a pain, pain in the, in the ass. ass. Yeah, I've got. Um, I have had one thing with your one because it, for some reason it does like go and. Refer- I'm not sure how. I guess it's algorithms again. I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure. It's probably not the right term. Always for blame it. the algorithm. I'm not sure it's the right <laughs> term. But so basically, with our new station that we've got, right, Future Hits. When I um, I've uploaded all of the tracks I've ever had for Unsigned and put them on there. So what happens is when you look on the app or on the website or whatever, it has the artwork for the artist. And I think yours does come up as something slightly different. So I need to go into the streaming bit, the streaming platform or whatever it is, and actually rip out that artwork and put yours in. But I need yeah, to figure yeah. out how to do it. But there are so, there are clashes with stuff like that because yeah, yeah. it must be quite difficult for them to mm-hmm. figure out exactly where it's supposed to come from, I guess. Yeah. Not too sure. Anyway, um, let's talk about your uh, tracks that you have released. So you've released two as pieces, yeah. right? So the first one was Soul. Yeah, so first song was Soul. Yeah, and that um, came out. So that came out April. Right. April 8th. And then the second one was RIPs and Likes, which, yeah. came, which came out June 10th. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, I would have released them a lot sooner, but I think you don't, you know, as an unsigned artist, I've never done this shit before. No. Do you know what mm. I mean? So you're trying to navigate your way through, um, you know, distributors and like, pitching to playlists and doing the social media and all of that stuff. And it's yeah. almost like the fun bit of making the music is, is learning. Gone. You're learning and though you're, and you're growing yeah. as you're doing it. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, if you're not growing, you're standing still and if, mm. if you're standing yeah. still, you're potentially, you know, just complacent and going backwards. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So yeah. it is great to learn these new skills, but I don't find that sort of stuff yeah. as fun. Do you no, know I know what, what you mean. mean. You say like the fun is in the music itself and then all of that stuff, the bullshit behind it basically yeah, yeah, is the yeah. hard bit, getting through all the admin part of it. Yeah. It's very difficult to do that side of it. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm so but my, my plan, yeah. <laughs> the plan was to actually release a song, you know, once every four weeks, six mm-hmm. weeks. But I suppose I'd, I'd 
I just didn't think far enough ahead. Do you know right. what I mean? So I wanted to release another song, but I was so wrapped up in the promotion of the first one yeah. that by the time I'd uploaded the second one, you need to give it at least four weeks, according to your distributor. Right. You know, we were two, three months down the line. But I'm hoping I could do it today, to be fair. I right. could go home and upload my next track. Oh, so wow. I've got, how many have I got? I think I've got, I think I've got six tracks yep. that I'm going to release, which I think are going to form part of an EP. Nice. Which is oh, the, and amazing. the EP is RIPs and likes. Right. Okay. And then I've got songs ready, or almost ready for what I would call the next era. Do you know what I mean? Right. So sounds like you've already like prepped and you've got like your music all ready to go. It's just all about distributing it, getting it out there. Yeah. So you've done the work, yeah. definitely. And it, and do you know what? It's also about you know I suppose the other thing to remember is that we're all just people, normal people, just yeah, trying yeah. to do yeah. this on a bud like a shoestring budget. So little things like, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, I've, I've done the two tracks, yeah. but I have to wait until, I have to wait a bit because I've now got to get the next track mastered or whatever at cost. I, I yeah, might yeah. need to do some visualizers for, for social, might do another music video, do you know what I mean? So yeah. there's all those kinds of things you need to consider. But yeah, it's ready. Mm -hmm. It's all ready. Um, some of the songs still need to be mastered. Um, but I don't know, I sort of, it's weird because some of these songs I wrote over two years ago now. Right. Do you know what I mean? But I was this over lockdown because yeah, I feel yeah. like lockdown really got everyone really productive and yeah, like yeah. they started exploring different avenues. Got people got creative, people got productive, people started different projects. People really utilized that time. Obviously, some people didn't, yeah. but most people really utilized that time. Did you find for you during lockdown you were like able to really buckle down, sit down, and write music? Yeah, yeah. And do you know what I mean? It's been a blessing for so many of us. And I think. I think lockdown sort of, I was working like really hard. I was working a lot of hours and, and then in the, in the gaps when you're sort of working from home, like mm. that was a new phenomenon and it was like, I'm working from home. And then you find yourself like watching Netflix in the evening, which is good. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? But I think I'd reached, reached a stage where I was so fed up of working from home. Yeah. I was like, I can't come like whenever, you know, the government announces that we can actually, you know, go out and mm. you know, live our lives again. Yeah. I don't want to be able to just say, I watched, watch Netflix. I rewatched watched Friends or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, and I watched, I watched five seasons of the IT crowd. Yeah. I've done all of that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I wanted something I productive felt, with I your felt time. Like I needed to be able to come out of it and say, do you know what? I did that. You did so, something yeah. with your time yeah. Yeah. during that. Yeah. But like I said, I'm, you know, I, I still consider myself an amateur to this, to a certain extent. At the right. end of the day, I'm just a songwriter, but I basically set up a home studio mm. on a very low cost, taught myself production. So you did all that during lockdown as well. Yeah, See, yeah. I think that is really good that you did all that. You sort of self-taught yourself to do that and then obviously focused on your music. Yeah, yeah, I was just it's like, like a kick up the backside to yeah. be productive. And it's, t it's, oh, it's tough, you know, you don't yeah. want to talk about, oh, it's really tough being an unsigned artist. It's, it's yeah. brilliant, do you know what I mean? But getting to learn how to use like production software and, and trying to find, we're just trying to find a way to put what's inside you yeah. onto that. And I got the songs to a certain level where I wouldn't say I was happy with them, but I got them to a certain level where I was just like, yeah, they're good. Like musically, the structure's right. Like mm -hmm. all of the parts are there, but I'm not a mix engineer. Was like, it, like, it could have like taken me 20 years to go and learn, you know, proper sound. Yeah, it's a proper yeah. Yeah, so that's when I had to reach out to some people who actually knew what they were to doing. To help you. Yeah, yeah. But was it a case of like trial and error when it came to finding your own style, like with your production, with your music? 
did you have to like sit through lockdown and trying to gather like okay what is my style to go with my music and your lyrics like how did you match that with your the lyrics that you wrote that's a good question do you know what i think <laughs> i wrote all of the songs on acoustic guitar, yeah mm -hmm. so i think a lot of them could be could be played acoustic do you know what i mean they're all songs that you know if we were all around having a drink after you know after you rip up the town, guitar <laughs> you could you could play yeah. and just have a jam yeah. do you know what i mean but i suppose i always knew that i wanted them to be heavy yeah um but it was just finding a way of blending that with some i don't know just i wanted i wanted it to be a bit more electronic because mm some of my influences like the prodigy and stuff growing up in essex yeah. you know what yeah. i mean it's just it, there are just so many artists that have inspired me and i suppose you take a piece of that and yeah. a piece of this and, yeah and that's where i've ended up prodigy i saw in like a warehouse in braintree about god knows how long ago that was like 15 maybe 20 years ago it was a, such a it was that a, was so fun they're so fun i saw them at v festival i think i saw i saw them at v festival yeah. as well he Can't started what crowd surfing and he had like bright green hair and oh it was so good so yeah. much fun i, I just love the energy it was one of those things, wasn't it? It was like seeing them like yeah. being from Essex as well. It was such a huge part of yeah, huge part like, of us growing up. Really. Yeah, yeah. Like it was, it was amazing. But with the uh, with the track um, and the EP that's coming out, you uh, go into. We were right to go into the uh, the reason behind the song because you put yeah, it in yeah, your description yeah. into into what was like the reason behind the song. It was about your friend, right? Yeah. Well, well, yeah, a bit of both, really. I suppose. Yeah. I mean, what inspired me, to, what gave me the life experience to, you know, write these songs was obviously I've been, you know, through some mental health problems. Mm -hmm. I was a cocaine addict. Do you know what I mean? I'm six years clean now. Do you know well, what I mean? So it's all good, but I'm completely abstinent. No drink, no drugs. Mm -hmm. um, and I do shit on a day-to-day -day basis that helps me stay on the straight and narrow. So, yeah. yeah, the music was therapy. But I suppose that just gave me a lot of stuff that I wanted to write about. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It gave me a lot of content for the songs and then yeah like you said you know one of my mates um you know had also had some problems and, and he committed suicide do you right. know what i mean and that was five, four, no, nearly five years ago now right. so um so obviously that that gave me a lot of shit to think yeah, about course, do you know yeah. what i mean it was quite difficult to deal with it was difficult for a lot of people but yeah, it just you know it inspired me to write stuff yeah um and just to almost put my feelings down in a way it's like I said earlier, we know how important it is to talk, mm -hmm. but are we always brutally honest with other people? I and, think that, and, the, and it's stupid, really, because I knew that I wanted to put the songs mm -hmm. out, yeah. but the songs have almost held me accountable because I want to speak my truth. Like, it's all I've got, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I've got to be truthful in the, in the songs. Yeah. But then you've got to put that stuff out there, do you know what I mean? And like, Yeah, I understand. I think the thing for me in regards to talking to people... Um, and it might be the reason why you've like done it within song rather than like rather than you know having to speak to people so in some ways i've always found it very difficult and i've got a very supportive network of people family friends like you know but when i found mates i found that um people within there were on the very were on the same level as me in regards yeah. to I can have a conversation with, and I'll mention one of the key ambassadors at Mates, Matty Smith, that I can have yeah. a, the most, I can probably be more honest with Matty than I can with 99% of the other people in my life. Yeah, man. Because I, me and him have been down similar roads and are there for each other when we need each other. Yeah, yeah. And I know that if he calls me, he fucking needs me. Mm -hmm. And he knows that when I call him, I need him. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's uh it's one of those 
it's one of those things to have that support and know that you can be brutally honest yeah. with them because yeah. I don't it's know establishing it, that safe ground. I think it's a safe, with, it's with my experience of men, I've got two brothers and I, I did a series on men's mental health. So I kind of got like an insight. I'm not saying I'm an expert because I'm not a man, but with women, when it comes to mental health, they're more, they talk more, they're more open yeah, with their yeah. feelings, they're more in tune with their feelings. With men, it's almost stereotypically ingrained in us as a society that no men don't talk men don't cry which is absolute nonsense it makes you human to have these emotions but i feel like where you've grown up with those negative stereotypes about you know you should just toughen up or get grow some balls or whatever it's it makes it harder because you have those subconscious thoughts when you're going through shit that you can't really talk about it so like when you said about matty you can obviously be open and raw and honest yeah I feel like with everyone, even with women, we have that one friend or that one person who we can we we can be completely vulnerable with, and our guard is completely down. And I feel it's really sad for men because they, I know they struggle with that, and I know some men struggle with their pride and you know how they people will perceive them to be. Obviously, it's a stereotype, isn't it? Like, oh, if men are sad, like they, they're weak, but that's just not the case, mm. and it makes it harder. So. Did you find when you were going through all of that, that was when you were like, okay, music is for me, is to convey like that raw emotion? Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. I think, I think like with drug addiction, you sort of, you know, you it's, it's people who've been through it, you call it like, you, you get so bad that it almost beats you into a state of reasonableness, right? Where you're willing to actually accept that, you know what, like. Paul, you don't know what you're talking about. You've tried to sort yourself out. You've tried this, you've tried that. Yeah. Nothing's mm. worked. Pull your head out of your ass and listen to somebody else. You know what I mean? Take take on board mm. advice. So I suppose I did all that. I went through recovery first. And and the, the, the upside of that mm. was that actually I'm now in a place where I can focus on stuff and be creative and not just be, you know, in debt with drug dealers or, yeah. you know, yeah. chasing my tail all the time. So yeah. I think it was a byproduct of having got clean. And do you like with with what Matt said? Like he has that safe space. Would you say you have someone you can be completely vulnerable and open with as well? Because I feel like it's important. Like you mentioned, yeah, yeah. it. it's yeah, so yeah. important. I think there's a lot of people within that group that yeah. like that. It's, though it's, it's a very very good group. There's no yeah. judgment there, and that's what you, you need. Know, yeah, 100%. to establish that trust and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's weird because I I really related to the fact that when you said about when you met some of the people in mates. Mm. Like Matt Smith, mm. I know Matt Smith, but I don't know him that well. But the truth is, I've told him shit about my life that I, I wouldn't tell, yeah. you know, yeah. some of my closest friends. But yeah. it's almost like when you meet people of a similar nature or who've been through similar shit, you it feels like you, know, you, can you, you, you gauge you the vibe, it. don't you? Just, you? Yeah, yeah, you just you almost have this instant connection, and, yeah. and and I found that like in recovery. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I meet a lot of people that. Have uh, drug addicts or alcoholics that have all been through the same stuff and yeah. we're all just sharing our experience you know what I mean and just trying to be better people yeah. yeah no I understand that mate I think for me like you say about not telling your closest family and friends and that I'm certainly like that I know that with I'm in a better place now but when I was going through like some hard stuff a couple of years ago I found that I didn't really want to tell the people around me because yeah. I didn't want to scare them or burden them yeah, yeah. I, I just didn't want to I didn't want to speak to charlotte about it yeah. i didn't want to speak to my mum about it or whatever because i knew that or like my even my closest mates because it's one of those things that when you're going through that stuff you're very it's very internal mm. and not to compare it to addiction but what i mean what i'm gonna what i mean by what i'm about to say you can only help yourself out that situation yeah. like yeah, when yeah. you're in a, when you're in mental health struggle 
well, I, when I've been in a mental health struggle, I feel that as much as other people can come in and try and help, it's only when I decide in my head, now I need to do something. And that's, that comes with managing. managing yeah, well, now yeah. I have better management skills for yeah. that. But in that moment, it was yeah, like... Yeah, it, it, it does engulf you at times. I've, I've, you know, I, there's been times where I've been triggered and it completely yeah. engulfs me. And you're absolutely right. Because when you're in it, it's really hard to think objectively because you're like surrounded by all these feelings. Mm. And I'm the same. Like, I don't, I feel bad telling my friends and like, my loved ones about it because I don't want to burden them. Mm. So it can be an isolating time, can't it? It can be. But I think it's finding the right groups, yep. finding the right people. And mm -hmm. it's about supporting each other through it because you have the support networks around you. I've certainly found that with mates and people within that. But at the same time, you know, it's finding those triggers before you get to them yeah, or, or exactly. managing them before they, before they do. But I think the beauty of it is as well, you know, it's just the beauty of human nature is that we've basically just explained that you can get what you need. Mm. You can get that support from a complete stranger. Mm. Do you know what I mean? A complete, yeah. It doesn't even have to be somebody really close to you you can yeah. go and talk to a complete stranger about this shit mm. and and it's a weight off do you know what i mean i just think that's you know you just gotta find you just gotta find, you gotta the, find right the right people. network yeah. but yeah. I, 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 you know i'm not a mental health expert but i know what you mean i certainly had it had to be an element of i needed to want to take action mm. but you know if you're suffering from a diagnosed mental condition um you know you might not be in a position where you can take no action, i understand but that, yeah but yeah it, yeah, it's very it's very difficult. But all we're saying is that there are support networks out there, very very good people that want to help. And if that's mates, my black dog, that is loads of great places around. So it's certainly worth looking out for those. But let's get back to the music, shall we? Yeah. So on. you said you've got your two tracks that are currently released. They've been re they've been quite well received, haven't they? They've been receiving yeah, a lot think, of. I think so. You know, I've been played on radio stations, you know, in weird places. Like, like where's the weirdest? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask. Um, that. <laughs> Mexico and Argentina, like wow, for the, really? yeah, for the first couple of months, like I just had loads of listeners in Mexico, and I just didn't know why. Do you right. know what I mean? And not many listeners in the UK at all. But <laughs> you're yeah. international already. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, when you look at it like that, you can say that you, you know, my song's been heard on every continent. Which I don't know, but it's weird because you, I suppose, I always. You always want more. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. and I suppose the, the thing that I didn't do is I didn't set any reasonable targets before I did this. Right. So really, everything I've done so far is a success. Yeah. If I wasn't such a greedy bastard. <laughs> do you know what I mean? What is an attainable goal you have now then? If yeah. you didn't set goals out to begin with. Do you know with... what? I, I haven't really had, had a goal. I think I said originally, look, if I can put some music out there, mm. I just want to, I almost just want to be able to say, I fucking did that. Yeah, I'm proud of what I've done. Yeah. And, and do you know what? I'm proud of it. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And if people like it, yeah. it's a bonus. But you've got to you've got to have a pretty tough skin for this stuff because it can be pretty um cutthroat. You know, yeah, it's pretty cutthroat. Mm. Like stuff where you um you can pitch to user generated playlists on Spotify or whatever. Mm. Um and you get people like giving you feedback. And some people will give you great feedback, chuck you on their playlist, but the majority are like, oh, no, we don't like this. Or your vocal's not very good. And, like, you can see it originally, initially, and you think, oh, shit. Like, so who's, who's managing these playlists? Well, just people that have built playlists and have got, oh, like, God, like you know, a lot of listeners. They've got big followings on social, so right. they've got a bit of clout. So they're good playlists to get on because right, okay. they're a good place for people to, to discover your music when mm -hmm. you're starting out. But I just learned you just can't 
can't run your life mm. by that stuff. You just so pe- if people say something shit about me now, I'm just like, do you know what? Yeah, it just it gives you the fuel to focus on you and grow even more. Yeah, I guess. I just, I, ignore them. Yeah, <laughs> and and if anything, I suppose I did create something that's pretty niche. You know what I mean? It's well, people are going to get it or they don't. Yeah. yeah, and I think that you you like you're saying creating that electronic rock sort of genre or but what do you call it? Bastard rock. I mean, I've never Is heard that, that saying. No, I've no, literally, just... I've never heard that saying. That's like a new adjective like for the Bastard music. Bastard heavy, yeah. Bastard my, heavy. You my, might um, have to incorporate that in your next few podcasts. My little oh, brother, oh, yeah, do you know what? My little brother says "bastard heavy," so I'll, I'll have to give him credit for that. Fair enough. Uh, my brother Murray, but um, he would disagree because he's a fucking metalhead. Do you right. Know what okay. I mean, so like he's talking about bands like Gojira. Do you know what I mean? Right. Who, are, who are genuinely bastard heavy. But, <laughs> Fair enough. But it's heavy stuff. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Well, so I play. I love playing your tracks on our show, and it's one of those things. That it's in the rotation for future hits as well, and anything else you bring out, obviously, you know, send it our way. I know oh, yeah. that you've obviously had play on other ones in Essex as well, which is great. But it's nice to see you doing well with it, mate. Cause yeah, yeah, it's nice to fun. see. It's nice to see. Really yeah. nice to see. Yeah, yeah. An EP coming soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you know what? I don't even. I don't even know. You don't what know man is. Like, like I said, I've I got tracks ready. I'm going to release the tracks one by one. Yeah. Um, just because I think that's what people do these days. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't want to drop, you know. Too much. Give them a little bit of breadcrumbing and anticipate, well, the, anticipate them. Yeah, I suppose so. But also, I'm just starting out. I haven't got a big following. You know, it's almost counterproductive to drop a load of songs. Yeah. I haven't really got yeah, an audience. So I'll drop them one by one, see where we're at. And then um, I'm just going to, I just want to get back to writing music. Do you know what I mean? Because like I said, yeah. I feel feel like I've moved on a lot from the songs that I wrote. And I'm, and It'd be I'm interesting to hear now. like something new, not, not like new as in new to the world. But I mean, if you're writing stuff that's different to mm. what pieces and RIPs and likes was, it'd be interesting to hear the, the yeah. change. It's just, it's weird. I, I wouldn't think it's that different, but right. I've got a few people in my sort of close group of friends that are literally like my, you know, second set of ears, and right. they help me by listening to endless versions of songs and re-listening. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they say it's really different. I right. don't think it's that different. Oh, okay. So it's still but within the pieces yeah. sort of yeah. Yeah. parameters, I suppose. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I'm still in, I'm still excited to listen to <laughs> it. <laughs> um, we have got, uh, in the second section with you, third section overall, what we do is your dream gig. So what we'll do is we'll go through where your favourite venue would be to play, who you'd have on your, on your um, not set list, what am I talking about? The people, artists, who yeah, else yeah, you'd yeah. be having, all right? So what we'll do, we'll have a quick break and uh, I'm, Need to step outside because it's roasting, it isn't it? I'm absolutely roasting. all right. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Right, we're going to have a quick break and we'll be back in section three. Hi, guys. Welcome to the podcast. If you're an unsigned band or artist and you would like to get your music on the radio, go to our website, unsignedmusic.uk. There's a little icon on there saying submit your music. Go on there, submit your music, and you could be on one of our partner channels, as you can see here. Uh, you could be on there as early as next Sunday so go and do that and we will listen to music and hopefully you'll be on the radio The Unsigned Podcast Welcome back to Section 3 we are with Paul Jones from Pieces and Aisha Hello And Manish is here as well Hi Manish Hi Manish (laughs) Um, Right so uh, we've got our dream or your dream gig to get onto but I was going to ask you a little bit earlier but we sort of got sidetracked Um, Obviously, you're producing a lot of music, you're writing a lot of music, and you've got quite a lot of tracks in the pipeline. When are you looking out, or are you looking out to get to some events at some point performing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely in the plan. It's terrifying. Um, I think I, I decided to just stay on my own initially rather than build a band. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, you've got all these different 
people to try and get in one place yeah. and everyone needs to be as committed as you are. So I just thought, I'm just going to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. And then if I can create something that is good and people like it, then I'll build a band afterwards. So yeah. I'm taking names, I'm taking auditions. So if, you know, it's, Down it's that on camera. my... Down that camera. Yeah, I'm taking names. <laughs> auditions open. Like if anyone <laughs> likes what they hear, wants to get involved, hit me up. Because, um, yeah, it's definitely on my to-do list. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to be in an event that you're playing. I think we've got quite a lot of uh, like sort of rock artists that have submitted tracks, and it was sort of from our area as well in Jumpsford or Essex. So it'd be quite cool to have like a night of that somewhere. Yeah, yeah, oh, would, definitely, man. Would be cool. And the stuff like my music, I really, I actually think it's probably it's gonna be nastier live. Right. I really think. Are we it's talking mosh pits and stuff? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was me like me mosh pits. I can't see you in the mosh pit. I got you know, I've been dragged in mosh pits in my time and they've been pretty brutal. Really? Yeah. Like, Actually I was I've, had, I've somehow managed to be like engulfed by one and like it's I just covered in mud. I was in some brutal mosh pits at Two Thousand Trees at the weekend. Oh, were you? Yeah. Who were you seeing there then? Because you mentioned to me like before we came on that you went to that. Yeah, so I mean texting. three bands I love. So Kid Capici. Um, Nova Twins and then Idols and right. all of the mosh pits were yeah. fucking mental. No, Is Nova, Nova Twins, Twins. Me yeah, Nova oh, Twins, okay. yeah. Nova Twins specifically was yeah. just carnage. Just like we're right in the front, but just people coming like you're just getting booted in the back of the head with people crowds. Yeah. Oh wow. I, I was gonna say with Idols, I can imagine that with them because they're very like very raw and very edgy band, and like obviously I can imagine like. The carnage there, yeah, because he has he really encapsulates his anger in his lyrics as well. Oh, yeah, it's incredible. So yeah, it's so, it's so good, life. Yeah. So really? good. Yeah, I got booted in the back of the head watching the Prodigy at V Festival. I just remembered that. I remember oh, getting I dro- elbowed. I, I, I dropped my phone in a puzzle during that. Was it in a puzzle? Same, in a puddle. Yeah. Oh right. Probably the same year. It was yeah. raining. Yeah, it was chucking it. Yeah, down. yeah. It and was I remember, the same year. I remember my sister running up to me crying. She had an argument with her boyfriend at the time, and I've just been elbowed in the face and booted in the back of the head. Yeah. What's the first rule of mosh pits though? Run away from them. <laughs> no, you pick people up. That's oh. the first rule. I didn't know there were rules. Are this like are they like seriously rules, right? So really? when got to look after you got to look after bit. each other. So See, you I pick was the always shit the one on the floor. No, but you get picked up. <laughs> yeah. That's what I've like. That's what I learned is that if you're, I can't remember even which one it, which gig it was, but yeah, literally you fall down, people yeah, pick you up that because is true. it's like Someone did such pick a me risk up. of such a risk of being trampled on in there. Yeah. So I did get picked up. So be safe. It's really quite scary being like in the thick of that. Especially when you're not expecting it. It suddenly just forms and like you're in one. I'm like, that's a bit ah. stupid. If you're I'm standing in the middle no, of a like, gig and everyone's just circled you. <laughs> like a poor gazelle. Like, it's like, what have you? It's like Lion King all over again. Oh, God. So at the moment, you haven't got a band yet. It's in the plans. Who yeah, else yeah. have you got that you have been working with? You mentioned the production team earlier. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously I got the music to a certain level. Mm. But I'm an amateur producer. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was weird actually. I reached, I, I mean, I knew I needed some proper help, like with people who knew what they were doing. So I was like doing a bit of research online and I reached out to these guys, like a production duo called Groove Machine. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Alex Condliffe and Noah Booth who were part of Rap Boy. Right. Um, so I reached out to these guys, sent them the tracks, and they were like, yeah, we, lo- we really like what we hear. We'd love to get involved and, you know, help you take the songs to the next level. Mm. So we did a Zoom call on that. And then the next day I went out for a run. And I, I literally bumped into Alex outside my house and I was like, oh, what are you doing here? Right. And he was like, mate, the studio's like just here. 
Wow. It, literally living six doors, six or seven doors down from where I live. Like what are the chances mm. of that? And I just it's thought fate. It, it well fate, you know. <laughs> I bet you know it just felt like the universe was just sort of saying, "Go aligning, crack on yeah. with this." You know, what I mean, of all the people I could have reached out to in Essex or London for help. Yeah. And I reached out to two guys that literally live next door to me. It was just crazy. Mad, isn't it? Mm. But yeah, so they helped out. They literally, you know, we, we hit the studio. We re-recorded a lot of the stuff that I'd recorded at home, like mm-hmm. professionally, read all the vocals. Um, they added some uh, some bells and whistles. Um, and then I, I gave some of the songs to um, Jim Davies, who is the former guitarist from The Prodigy, right. Pitch Shifter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jim sort of put a bit more of a, an electronic twist on the songs and took right. them, you know, just a little bit higher. Um, so, yeah, those are the guys I've been working with. But then I've, I suppose I've been mentored by, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you've heard of an artist called Grandson, an American artist. No. Amer- well, American-Canadian artist. Um, but I, f- I fucking love this this band. They're mm. incredible. Um I would describe them as they're like sort of new Rage Against the Machine. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. But they're really like really progressive, poli- progressive politics, like lyrics. They're really inclusive. Mm. But Grandson, the artist, um, I ended up hooking up with his guitarist right. during lockdown. And he, he just started giving me some guitar lessons, but then he ended up appearing on my songs. Oh, really? And he's basically just been... He's just been like my guru, to be fair, because yeah. he's someone cool. in the industry. They're doing it. Do you know what I mean? They've just been on tour with like, like they're touring with Deftones and oh, Bring wow. Me Horizon nice. and Imagine Dragons and like it's fucking mental. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I didn't, I, I never set any goals, but if you told me three years ago that you'd be like making music and you know Have musicians at that level yeah. would be working with you, it's just incredible. Sounds amazing, mate. It yeah. Sounds like you got a good network around you that's helping you sort of build what you're trying to get to. So surely they know people that want yeah, to be a part yeah. of it as well. Yeah, and it opens all kinds of doors yeah. as well. It's like I've, you know, I've done some vocals on stuff for like session vocals, or I've written some lyrics and melodies for songs with other pretty decent big musicians oh, that sweet. I just would never have dreamed of doing. It's opening a lot of doors, then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's amazing, mate. Right. So, should we get onto your dream gig? Yes. Right. So, what the concept is for this? Right. It's probably a better name for mm. it. All right. But you say this every time, yeah, because it's a naff name. <laughs> but you I want to like you should have a theme tune for it. Or yeah, that would like, be really. A, you cool. can make me one. That sounded very like ITV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Saturday like night radio. Yeah. but we. Yeah, maybe it needs something grittier. Yeah, I think. Well, so. When I get like home, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> make it for you. Yeah, all right. Cheers. Like a desire phone when you said when you sang that like Phoenix Nights yeah like it's the Phoenix Club yeah <laughs> right anyway so what we're gonna do your first question is you feature on this bill at some point right you've got a headliner a main support and an opener where do you feature on that bill and which two other artists are with you on the bill where do I feature on the bill uh, totally up to you to be so we've had different example like different examples we've had right so specific past present whatever right so the Lucetters. Um, chose to have the Arctic Monkeys open for them, but the Arctic Monkeys from the first record. Yeah, yeah. Right? So that's, that, that's, that's like a, a fair shout. It's a great shout. Yeah, I'm down with Arctic Monkeys early shit, definitely. There you go. So, but it's your choice, not theirs. Ooh, that's a big question. I haven't, I haven't really thought about this at all. Um, dead or Alive as well. Yeah, Dead or Alive. Yeah, yeah do whatever you want. I don't know, I think like there's so many artists that have influenced me growing up, you know, like Radiohead, um, Guns N' Roses. I was going to say Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Um, you know, the Chilis. I mean, it's just, 
so many artists, like yeah. even Oasis and stuff like that. But I reckon I would like if I was going to go with current bands. Mm. Let's say. Shit, this is tough. <laughs> There's so many good bands and artists. It's really tough. Yeah. It's really hard to choose. But when you said Guns N' Roses, you know Slash is my long lost dad? Because he got the hair. Oh, really? I knew you were going there. <laughs> mine's, I've met, I've met your curly as well. When yeah, it's I've met your dad. <laughs> Slash. Well, my mum did the dirty and Slash is secretly my dad. So, sorry dad. Sorry dad Narby. Well, he could have done because he's, he was born in Stoke, wasn't he? Yeah, so. so is he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Has your mum ever been to Stoke? Well, we don't know. Let's have <laughs> her on the show and ask her. Interrogate her. <laughs> um, so look, I'd be top of the bill. Like, yeah. well, well. You'd be headlining. No, no, oh. no. I mean, come on, I've got to be, I've got to be realistic. Go so this is, you know, I'm, I'm new. So you're opening. Yes. Yeah, so if this is a okay. festival, yeah, I'm on yeah. at midday. Okay, so fine. I mean, I'm on, I'm on at midday. But this is your like dream gig, so it's like, what do you want to do? Like, do you know what I mean? You don't have to, but you can be wherever you want. But if you want to be the opener, let's go with that. You're the do opener. You know, all right, I would play Two Thousand Trees, and okay. I'm, I'm saying that because I reckon Two Thousand Trees is the best festival I've ever been to. Next question was going to be, where would you play? Yeah, so, so that we've got that. It's so intimate. Yeah, but it's Does it so say it's in Bristol. Um, it's like Cheltenham, Gloucester way. Right, okay. But so it's that like way. proper set in the country. Like you, you don't even know, there aren't even signs for it until right. you're at the entrance and then you just disappear through this forest and then like in a Hence clearing there's just all these trees. tents. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Um, but I think there were like 15,000 people there. But it's oh, wow. a sort of festival where 10 minutes before a band is on, mm. you can literally walk to the front. Right. And you can't do that at other yeah, like, really true. big mainstream no. festivals. Do you know what I mean? You mm. literally have to, you can't have a drink for four hours if you want to see a band. Yeah, yeah. Close and yeah. personal. So 2000 Trees, that's the venue. Who would be on the bill? Okay, um, right, I'm just going to sh- chat shit now. Right, Kid Brunswick. Right. Don't know if you've heard of Kid, Kid Brunswick. No. Give him a listen. Like, okay. It's fucking shit hot. Grandson would definitely be on there because they've just been such an influence um, over the past few years. Bob Villain. Right. Um... I would say Nova Twins. A stick kick peachy on there as well. Um, You're supposed to pick three, Paul. Three. <laughs> Including <laughs> you. <laughs> See, it's hard. It, it is hard. Really but that's hard. the point, it's isn't really it? It's not supposed to be bloody easy. Mm. All right, okay. It's me. <laughs> grandson are headlining. Nova Twins are supporting Grandson. Right, there we go. Job done. Made a decision. So you've already said it's going to be a 2,000 trees. How would you travel to Gloucester? What would be your way to travel there? Canoe. What? I was not it? expecting yeah. that. So <laughs> I was going to say, how are you going to do that? The Chelmer, try and latch onto the Thames at some point. <laughs> then what? I reckon the seven. you could do it. I reckon you could do it. It might take walking, about yeah. five weeks or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's got to be van. Like, yeah. I'm up and coming. So it's dirty van. Dirty you know, van. It might not even get us there. <laughs> Like an old transit yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fair enough. What would be your cover track you do? Because we've seen, you were mentioning earlier about Lily Allen and um, Olivia Rodrigo, didn't you? Yeah. What cover track would you do? Oh, shit, man. Come on. That's a really tough question. Would you do something that would be completely out of left field and make it into your own? Yeah. Or do you think you'd do something in sort of like the rock metal I, sort of genre? No, I don't. See, the thing with covers, like, there are the rare occasions when a you know, an artist does a cover and it's better than the original. 
Yeah. But if you're going to cover an amazing track, you've got a lot. You got. I think you've got to yeah. have. You've got to have a big pair of balls to be confident that mm. your version's going to be shit up. Mm. Because if it's not, it's just like you're insulting. I almost, that yeah. Song. I just think you know you've got to be really good. You've got to choose got wisely. To. I think I would choose something that is maybe a completely different genre. I'd yeah. choose like a mellow, folky vibe song, and right. I'd and I'd heavy it up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. How would you feel about someone covering your tracks? Mm. Love it, mate. Yeah. I'd love to hear it. Do you know what I mean? Because I've it's got like, it's a, so there's, like I said to you when we had a little break, I've got like, I'm like ideas like all the time. I'm always bothering this lot with like everyone who's in, involved with Unsigned or Future Hits or whatever. I'm always bothering them with new ideas, right? And I've got, a, I've got an idea that I'll talk to you probably off this because I don't want anyone nicking it. But I, I, I'd like to hear something like that like someone we know potentially doing a track of yours or your theirs or whatever yeah, it'd be yeah. quite cool to sort of see how they the do difference. it interpret it and haven't you style. just given the idea away yeah i have don't you steal see. it <laughs> um, <laughs> no one steal it yeah, it's a cool idea yeah it's a cool idea yeah i, I think try that and do you know what i think it's really important for musicians to like you want to open your mind like some people are so narrow-minded with music like mm. i like this and and that's my deal but yeah. i think unless you work with people that you know like different shit or yeah. just have different vibes Eclectic completely taste. you can you can end up down so many different routes mm. you know what i mean yeah i think it's like when when i was growing up like i think that there were a lot of people when i was growing up that just stuck to a genre and yeah. I get the impression you didn't. But I mean, for me, like I've, I've talked about it before. I love like new metal. Obviously went and saw Prodigy a few times. And, but I like, I like all like pop mm. stuff and all that. And it's like, it's nice to have that variety. Mixture, yeah. yeah. You don't want to just, I think the, like these days, everyone wants a label, don't they? Yeah. They want to be like, to be I'm this. Of this. Yeah. I was the same. I never grew up listening to one genre. Garage. I had, love Garage. Yeah. Like yeah, when I, I was, garage, when I was a kid, nineties Garage was, was it. <laughs> so, still, it is yeah. still it. So yeah. I was listening to like a mixture of things and obviously then like pop and like just indie, like getting yeah. into my teens and stuff. So it's been a real eclectic mix, but I never would say I'm a label for one genre. Yeah. Cause I don't like that. Just, I feel like, all music has the ability to yeah. take you on some sort of journey, whether you feel a bit nostalgic, listen to it, it brings back memories, evoke feelings. I just think that's the beauty of music, listening to all sorts of music. I'd like to see, have you seen the uh, orchestra garage stuff? Yeah. Yes, oh, I, I, I went to that. Did you? Yeah. yeah, I went to one of them gigs and it was How incredible. Was it? Yeah. Oh, really? I think they had, who did that? they had like Sholarama there or something. Oh, they wicked. Sholarama out to do a few oh, songs, wow. which was quality. I'd I do want to. I really want to see that too. I've seen a few people who've gone to that. And They've done it at like the Chumper City race course place as well, didn't they? They did it there. I'm sure they did. I but yeah, I was talking to someone earlier as well. They do it with like Ibiza sessions as well, like, oh, yeah. wow, like full orchestras. Yeah, oh, I'd but love that's to see that. like especially like with the like the '90s dance and like Ibiza stuff. Like mm. imagine that. It sounds more powerful when it's an orchestra, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> like Ray Regal cover track. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, who are you doing? Oh man, we gave you enough filler then. <laughs> could be I didn't know that could I was be, meant to be thinking about it. It, it could be like Brit Britney Spears and then really heavy metal it up. Or Adele. as you say, bastard heavy yeah. it up. Um, yeah, or Adele. Or Adele. Yeah. Or, all right, we'll move Rolling back to that in the one deep in like a really, that'd be really cool actually. We can roll back to that one. Who would be your special? I mean, you've mentioned um, a couple of influences that you've had and people that you've worked with uh, recently. Who would be your special guest that you'd bring out and do a song with? Like a surprise one. Like a surprise, yeah. yeah like a duet, surprise. Someone you bring out to be able to do that at the festival at 2000 Trees. Who would you bring yeah. out? Mm. There's so many. So many. Um, 
Tom York, Radiohead. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. I'd love to. I'd love to be able to like Tom York on the keys or something. Maybe yeah. we playing a bit of guitar. It'd be so cool to jam with him. That's pretty special. He's just a genius. It's pretty special. Yeah, that is cool. I like that. We had a few examples that we've had. I can't. Oh, who was it? Someone was saying about uh, having the Who on, but I can't remember who it was now. I was not there. For you that. were not there. <laughs> I was who not Ollie, there. Who did Ollie say? Oh, I said Florence. I think. Did I say Florence? I think so. Yeah, a few people have said her. But they discussed a few people. So yeah, I they can't did. Remember yeah. What they th- went off on tangents. Yeah, so I we sort were... of lost track. To yeah. <laughs> but yeah, right. When you get to your gig, you've got your rider. So you've got special requests for something to be in your green room, in the green room, in the dressing room for you, waiting for you when you get there. Yes, you've mentioned a few times about being an up and coming artist, but you do get your special request. What would it be? Just one thing. Yeah. Well, it depends what you're going to say. Are you going to a boat? Or a Lots of pizza. <laughs> <sighs> Palmer violets. They're the worst. What well, the sweets? The oh, purple they're ones. Fucking brilliant. Don't you'd be get, one of them. You'd, you'd oh, get a bowl of. I'll take love violets. Don't be one of them. Palmer I don't mind. Violets. I don't mind palmer violets, but I like the flying saucer sweets. You know the ones, the sherbet. And, yeah, oh, I like, yeah, so good. See, my mates ripped the piss out of me a couple of weeks ago because I think we went to the pub. Yeah. Obviously, I don't drink. Um, so I think I took some sweets with me, and I took Turkish delight. And Palmer Violet. Oh, so I'm oh. sipping on like a Diet Coke or something. And they're like, Paul, do you only eat like rose flavoured sweets? <laughs> <laughs> and Palmer none of them Violet's, are down with my choices. What is that flavour? It's like, what is oh, that sure. it's like, It just smells like potpourri. It smells like washing up detergent. It, and it, it, to be fair, yeah. it does have a flavour of that, but I like that. I kind of yeah. like that yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Palmer Violet. They're always the one, you know, when you used to get those mixer party bags, bags yeah. the party bags, <laughs> they were always the ones that were left. Oh, mate. <laughs> we should just team up then. That's like bounty, isn't it? It's in the same uh, levels. I know bounties. It's not proper coconut though, is it? I quite like a bounty though. I, I get the impression you were given the shit stuff that <laughs> yeah. was left. Yeah, I, I don't want the coffee sweets though. Like, oh, I love, I love coffee, the coffee yeah. sweets. but I don't want a coffee chocolate. Come no, I'm not a big. Just give me the orange. Fans no, I like the like I like the coffee chocolate. Yeah, mm, I like that. No. I don't like bounty because it's not proper co- coconut. I just don't like coconut. I love coconut sweets, but bounty doesn't taste like coconut. It's like. Very cardboardy. Don't like it. No. You thought of a cup of chuck yet? <laughs> We're going off tangents and then my Matt is coming back like I've got to come track, back to it, I'm really interested to know what it would be. Oh, I don't know, man. I really don't know. I don't want to just Right, track. it's going to be the last question I ask I you then. I don't want to just say what would, track. All right, what would be your made it moment then? So obviously you've said that you haven't had a chance to gig yet. It's in the plans for the future. Um but what would be like a moment where you look at, well, you might've even had it to be fair. You said that you're writing for a lot of like, you know, some people that are in the industry and having some time to work with people that are doing it. Is that your made it moment? Or have you got something that you think, fuck that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, it's a weird one. Like you've got to be realistic with this stuff. And yeah, mm. look, I'd feel like I'd made it if I was able to play a show, mm. at yeah. a good, a good venue. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like even with, 500 people, 1,000 people, I'd consider that. Like, oh, yeah, that's... I think I'd be happy, do you know what I mean? If I was able to play to that many people, oh, I'd yeah. be happy. But, um, of course, I'd love to play stadiums and shit like that. But at the end of the day, I feel like I've made it now. Like, yeah. even when, like, you know, when radio stations play your, your track, you mm. almost feel like you've, you know, you're already yeah. successful. Like, yeah. we were talking earlier, when BBC introduced you Pick My Track as well, like, you feel... That's some kind of validation yeah, for of what course, you're yeah. doing. You shouldn't really need it, but at the end of the day, I'm a it's human nice being. To get that, it's isn't nice it? yeah, for people to say, actually, yeah, we think that's pretty shit. Hard. We're going to play it. But yeah. sometimes smaller gigs are just as good because they're more intimate. Yeah, you know, yeah. sometimes they really like fulfil that atmosphere that you're trying to achieve as well. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Where would be like a, a like with in regards to having venues local ish, where would be a good venue that you would say would be for you to play a gig at at some point? Are there many venues around our area that you think that might be a good shout? It's weird. I think Essex has got the scenes all right. It's, mm. it's, I think it's better than it was like when we were a bit younger. Yeah. Um, I think when we were younger, I, but everyone just used to go out like clubbing or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. they didn't, there wasn't, I don't remember going to many gigs growing yeah. up at all. Not yeah, many, I mean, not, not unless it was like a, you know, big band. I don't mm. remember seeing many unsigned artist nights and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, there are, there are sort of up and coming venues now that feature unsigned artists, but look, I'm not going to be picky and choosy. What are you saying? Dandruff. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, don't worry about it, mate. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Is it splashback from where you dropped your coffee earlier? <laughs> That's it. You created a mess. Not Sorry, up yeah. that. So the scene is better in Essex than it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. when you look at some of the artists that are coming out of Essex still, I mean, like, you, you've got Bilk, um, like you've got Rat Boy, Low Lion Sun at the moment are mm. doing good things. Um, and then if you want to go really big, you've got nothing but thieves. Do you know mm. what I mean? So there's a shitload of mm. talent coming out of Essex. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. The, I see a lot because when we started Unsigned, it actually started as a Saturday sessions on South End. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we opened it up to Unsigned so it could go on a few multiple stations, which is when Islington picked us up and a few a couple other stations as well. But the obviously originally it was based in Essex, so we had stuff from San Quentin, Under One Sun, like it, there is and Lucetta's as well, which who have been on the podcast before. And it's like it, there is a good community of artists in that sort of indie sort of rock sort of genre that are coming through. But we've yeah. got loads of got loads of great music coming out of Essex. I still get loads of submissions from from the there. Creative the creative hub. It, well, we see, I think the thing is right. So when we've had other people on before, they've mm. said like um, when you look at maybe not London, but when you look at um, like Liverpool or Manchester yeah. or Glasgow or wherever, they all look after their own. Mm. Whereas in Essex, it seems to be a little bit more sporadic. Like yeah. you've got. Chelmsford or South End or whatever. Like South End's got quite a good scene by all accounts. Mm. Like I know the few people from there that are, that are talking it up at the moment. So you know, it's all developing, isn't it? But what we're trying to do is create that community and create that place to build each other up because you know that's why we've started like future hits and stuff to sort of just play twenty four seven emerging artists. I know there's other platforms out there that are sort of doing a similar thing, but we want to be a little bit different in what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's all cool, it's all trying to promote it, isn't it? Where it's would be your after party? If it's you had after party, if you even had party. an after party, yeah, mm. it could it be, be as extravagant as or as laid back as you want it to be. We didn't. Um, oh, <laughs> what did they say? They said a grotty flat in Monaco. Yeah, yeah. Where, 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 would, where would yours be? Where would mine be? Um, every every do that I've ever had has always ended up as a barbecue around my mum's. And yeah. I think that, yeah, barbecue around my mum's would be pretty, pretty cool. Just as a, like a family thing. Like say for example, right, we ended up like blowing up. Like I, I think that go it like, and it, like we've got thousand subscribers and we're doing really well and the radio's kicked off and we're getting some money through the door and being able to put on events every month. Like if I get to that point, I think a bit of a celebratory 
barbecue Rami mums or something like that would be pretty that sounds so wholesome I love it but but that's what we've always done like we've always done stuff I remember like we were talking about special birthdays weren't we on the way here because my daughter's going to be 10 this year right and I think that's quite a good that's quite a milestone like this episode's a 10 episode double digits double digits Um, but yeah and also I've been married 10 years this year oh wow Um, so it's like 10 is the number of the season actually is that true (laughs) it's not true it's 9 years oh god (laughs) (laughs) I remember she got it wrong and whatever anyway but yeah it's quite a milestone um, where was I fucking going with that? But oh yeah, so every birthday I ever had, like there was a big milestone. It was always like that. Mm. Like you still like have a night out and stuff with your mates yeah, yeah. and that. But generally, we done stuff there. So I, you know, go out for a nice dinner or something. I don't know. But I, I'm not. I've never. I'm. I'm not like. A, I don't think a club. I'm. I'm not. You're past it, your clubbing days. It's pretty yeah. cute. It's pretty wholesome. What you said. Like yeah, you just, I you, like that. You basically just put a lot of pressure on me to. To say my my mistress. No, 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 no. Oh, well. And, and like, is your mum listening? Do you know what I mean? Are you trying to get brownie trying points to re- or something? To... No, not at all. <laughs> no. So I think... I'm... I think the thing is with I... that, like, it's one of those things, isn't it? You just stick to what you're used to. Like, if mm. I then suddenly went, oh, we're going to go to some fancy club in Mayfair or whatever, where you were last night or whatever, yeah. that's not me, is it? Like, I'll walk in there and stick out, like, a sore thumb. I can see you there, man. <laughs> what about you, Aisha? Yeah, um, oh yeah, this would be extravagant. Oh no, what? Go oh god, really? Do we have to? I'm not an artist. I'm not a singer, so it's never going to happen. But if I was, I <laughs> <laughs> if I was, let me tell you, I would have a Bentley come pick me up. David, <laughs> <laughs> here we go. You, you, you planned this out. Oh, I haven't yeah. made it. No, not at all. I'm not planned. It. I don't know where this any... is going. I actually don't know where this is going. So I'm going to like stop there. No, come on. Where would if you were if you were arranging like so. I'd have several parties because I love a party. So if I'd you were have... management for a band, yeah, yeah, or for Paul or whatever. So I'd start off quite intimate, very wholesome, you know, with families and friends, and then take them in a nice car somewhere really big, high end, and fancy. Yeah, that's what I would do. I'd, I'd, it would be like a pre-party, which is wholesome, nice, with very close friends, people who couldn't make the main event. All lovely, cozy, you know, just a casual, maybe dinner, something, and then and I'll let take, your hair down. With and you. then let your hair down, put your heels on, whatever. You put your heels on. Put your heels on. Let your hair down and take you to somewhere really high end, like treat you like a queen or a king. I don't think I know many high end places, if I'm honest. Not really. What would you if if you were going down that route? Where, where would you take them? In Essex. In Essex. I just say saying that there's really no. <laughs> There's really nowhere. No, um, I don't know, to be honest. Like, I don't think... I don't know. I'm quite I'm a, quite a simple man. That's the thing. I quite <laughs> like to do... Because I, I, as much as I like going out to like, nice places and stuff, I do like the kind of intimate, like, you know, with your close friends and family vibe as well. I like, I'm a bit of a 50-50 person. Yeah. People seem to think, oh, I'm just always for that. But no, it's not. I like a bit of both. So I'll do like a pre-gathering party, something wholesome, like a meal. Yep. And then like all out and then yeah yeah have fun like really Forever. nice Fair high enough. end place and won't no name won't name names but anywhere like really fancy <laughs> fancy, fancy and then like yeah. you get like a nice car to take you there like really nice service and well paul's going somewhere in a transit yeah yeah, yeah. or so transit I'll whatever you floats you you <laughs> <laughs> just get in the back of your van <laughs> get in the van <laughs> <laughs> but enough. that's just literally just what I just made up on the spot. This is not what I plan. No, regularly, right, you know? they just sit there in the mirror, like, what would I do? No, no, fair enough. Ah, uh, what would I do? So I, th- I think if it was six or seven years ago, it would be just full on dirt. I'd just be back in some stranger's kitchen. We'd just be 
getting smashed to pieces. Like, and, and that sort of appeals to me in a way because, right. yeah, I don't drink and take drugs anymore, but people still do, you know. So I, I it's like, like the that song idea. everyone stays in the kitchen at parties. That eighty yeah, yeah. song. Yeah. It's true though on so yeah. many levels. Mm. I was trying to think how it goes then, but I can't. I'm not going to do it. I was going to sing it, but I thought I'll stop myself. If you sing it, I'll turn your mic um, down. No, please don't make me. I can't remember it. Um, but <laughs> no, I. Party. Let's cut that. No, Joel, do not cut. No, no, please cut that. Please cut that. Oh my god. Something, something. Kitchen in parties. Yeah, that's it. This is great content. Yeah, yeah, let's leave it there. So, no, I think, yeah, so my happy place, I would go to the beach. I'd go to the beach with the family, get all my friends there. What beach? Let's keep it Essex. Yeah. I would go like Dover Court Way or Holland on Sea, somewhere like that, somewhere that's maybe not just full on fairground, but it's there if you want it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just a bit on the outskirts where the beach is a bit quieter, Mm -hmm. where you can literally just have it all to yourself. Yeah. Nice. That sounds nice. Getting that dirty green sea, no matter how cold it is. (laughs) Dirty green sea. And yeah, barbecue on the beach, definitely. That's That's good shout. Yeah. Very good shout. I like like that. that. Travel, a bit of a travel from Gloucester, innit? But we'll get a helicopter there, be all right. Oh, yeah, easy. Yeah. Like, this is, we've made it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, drive the transit there, perform helicopter back. Nice. Like that. And you haven't got a cover track yet. Oh, my God. Oh. I love how he suddenly just rings that in. Like, we go off on a tangent. It's like, cover track. Cover track. <laughs> I've got a new game for you. Did I play this game with you? What was it? Um, Lizzie took the piss out of me last week, but it's gig, tour, or put in the bin. Oh, no, we did. We, we discussed it. We like, didn't do it's like it. It's snog, marry, avoid. Basically. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. did chat about it. We that, chatted about it, but yeah. we didn't do it because Ollie and um, were just like off on whatever. So I think, right, so we done gig tour. Yeah. So like snog, marry, avoid, but gig right. tour or put in the bin. But there's a better term for that. But so what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you three artists. you got to go on tour with them for a year long worldwide tour. Oh, but this means I've got to offend an artist. Yeah, it? that's fine. They don't mind. Um... <laughs> And then you've got, or you spend one night with them, like gigging, like one huh? gig night, nothing else. And uh, one of them you've got to if maybe, not put, in. maybe not put in the bin. Don't put bin. Well, what's better than that? Just Save for later. Yeah, like a, a yeah. Reschedule. Yeah. Rain check. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not sound check, rain check. Rain check. Right, bring me the horizon. Um, Prodigy. And Nova Twins. Yeah. Um. Or idols, because you mentioned idols as well, so we can... Okay, swap out Prodigy then. Yeah, which one did you want to substitute? (laughs) Who's on the subs? Idols are on the sub, so... Mm. On the sub bench, I would yeah. So I would I would go and talk with Prodigy, yeah, definitely. Um, I would gig with Nova Twins, um, and bring me the horizon. Sorry, rain check. Yeah, just rain check, man. (laughs) I love what you do, but we just have to do it another time. Fair one. I like I like that. I mean, I'm sure there's a better way for rain checks are probably better than. <gasps> we have to figure out a good. <laughs> oh, maybe word. you should. Maybe we should have like right with it, like right, like so you gig with them, you yeah, write with them, or go good, on tour yeah. with them. Yeah. Probably a better, probably better concept than throwing them in the bin. Yeah, more polite. I'll change that for next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I would, I would write with Ollie Sykes then. Yeah. Yeah, because I think he he's trying to expand as well, and he's writing with all different genres and stuff. So there yeah, you that's go. Probably a sensible. We've choice. rephrased the thing. <laughs> What was it? We've redone the segment, so it's right, tour, or gig. Yeah, that's yeah, I like that's that. Better, that's better, isn't it? That's better, so much well better. Well done, Paul. Cool. <laughs> right. Could you tell everyone where to find you and your cover track? Yep. 
Um, so my socials, if you want to find me, everything is at this is pieces. Pieces was taken already, so this is pieces. Easy to find. More active on Instagram. Um, tracks probably next track is going to come out in four to six weeks. Yeah, it's nice. Called, it's called Bored. The next one. Um, so yeah, just keep an eye out. What's the what's the uh, meaning behind that one? So, so Bored is a song. I think it's a song about just lacking gratitude. Right. And just like the pull your fucking head out your ass and just look at how good life is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's sort of I think it whinges a lot about it's it's, it's, it's all about me and my life. outlook in life. Yeah. But it's also about, you know, people I see in day to day life, you know, yeah. people are so wrapped up in this, this and this mm. they don't see all yeah. the good shit that's going on. Yeah. I think we can all learn something from that. Yeah. yeah. It's about taking it taking taking a step back and appreciating what you have. I think all, all a lot the small of people bits. People of course, always yeah. forget the small things in life, but actually they make up most of it so i think the thing yeah. is i think a lot of people found that appreciation during lockdown yes i mean like, lot, like you said earlier a lot of people found their creative spark during lockdown mm. but i think people realize i mean some people were, probably wanted to kill their families after being with them yeah. for, <laughs> for so long but it also gave us a new appreciation for it yeah. so i'm looking forward to hearing that so four to six weeks yeah cool like it and then everyone can find you on spotify as well and yeah yeah it. all streaming platforms nice. um i released a music video the other day as well i saw so we saw that on youtube out. yeah yeah I yeah. listened to, uh, what was it, um, RPs and likes, and obviously it was very gritty, very raw, yeah. and I wasn't <laughs> expecting <laughs> so suddenly. This is when you're going to turn into a mum again. Yeah, I literally had like a bit of a, a minor mum moment. So when like he swore, obviously it was very fricative, like you really got the anger out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're doing yeah. one Yeah, bit, and yeah. I was like, I was because I wasn't expecting it to be with such force, but obviously it went with the meaning behind the song. It didn't affect me looks. in the same way. I, I, but I just was like, this is like, oh, it's very good. Yeah, good. Yeah, and then like when you did that, I was like, oh, hello. Oh, like, oh, swear word. Like a, like a proper word. like mum moment. Like, oh. Yeah, because Aisha doesn't swear. I do swear, but I just... I don't want to do it. I've probably camera. sworn way too much. <laughs> nah, you right. I'm just no, being wired. I've been wired not to swear like on air and that's why I'm very That's the thing, yeah, yeah. I know. When we do radio stuff, obviously you yeah, know, that's we why have I've to be careful. Wired, but when yeah. you're on here, you can say what you like. I mean F and blind in real life without the cameras being there. F and blind. F and blind. <laughs> <laughs> to be Wait. fair, it's more of a pain as well. Like right I I I'm being told by some of the people I work with, Paul, stop writing songs with swear words in because you just have to make clean versions for yeah. radio. Yeah. Um is, I can understand but why they would say that, but it's sometimes just, it's the best word for it, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes, fuck it. Men on domestics at the end of the day. You, yeah, you I know, there is that. Yeah, it's, it's just too There casual. is that. I, I have noticed that. I sort of have to try and tone my Essex down sometimes. I haven't dropped a C-bomb, though, while we've been on. So. No, well, well done. done. Well, well done. done. <laughs> Progress. <laughs> <laughs> That's only been dropped once or twice. Yeah. But that was it, both it was with them. In my presence as yeah, well. And I was fault. like, oh. Where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram, Aisha.uk. I also have a podcast called Aisha Presents. And my second series was on men's mental health. And as we spoke about men's ha mental health and mental health in general, you can check that out too. It's on all streaming platforms. Very nice. Thank you. And you said your new podcast is coming out soon as well, right? Yeah, so I did an episode, I recorded an episode with um, the Bald Model. So it'll be called Bald and Beautiful. And it's outside of an actual series. Um, and we talked about mental health and... BFRB, which is, you know, the repetitive disorder. So that should be coming out hopefully next week or the week after. I'm just trying to get the artwork for that. But yeah. Nice. You can find us on the socials at unsignmusic.uk. You can also check out the new station that's coming at futurehits.co.uk. I'm Matt underscore Werry. 
Um, if you're a new band or artist and you haven't submitted music to the show yet, do uh, go to our website, unsignmusic.uk. Again, it's on there. You can see it on there. Uh, go to that, submit your music, and we could get you on the air, air as early as next Sunday. There is also a selection now on the new Jot form where you guys can actually tell us a bit about your EP that's coming out, new track that's coming out, or an event you've got coming up as well, and we'll post that on the radio for you for free as long as you have uploaded music to the show. I think that wraps us up. Thank you very much for coming in, Paul. Thanks, 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 Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for co-hosting. Thank you, Manish, for being here. Uh, And thank you all for watching. We will see you next time. Cool. The Unsigned Podcast. 